Maximum firepower. Alright, so yeah, we can just roll into it. Alright guys, uh, yeah, welcome to the Brace for Impact podcast, where we tell you how to be better at Star Wars Armada. Today, we're going to analyze our last battle report, review the defensive retrofit upgrade cards, and take a look at some of the revealed Clone Wars squadrons. So to kick us off, uh, the uh, battle report, so the game that we played last, um, which is on our YouTube channel at Brace for Impact, is uh, Suicide Squad Rides again. And uh, I think the only way I could describe this battle is the Rebels got thrashed. Yeah. Mm. That was a rough game for you. I believe it was Capture the VIP we played, and I was rolling with two MC-30s and an Assault Frigate with Akbar, the Mighty 2400s. And you had uh, Suicide Squad, the same list as we talked about last week. Mm-hmm. So how did this go for you? For me, amazing. It it couldn't have gone better, honestly. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think I like, like yeah, I think I conceded at the end of turn four. Yeah, um, because there were just no more shots that were going to be fired in the game, and I had one damaged MC thirty left and mm-hmm. one squadron left. Oh, and uh, GR-75, which was flying away. Yeah. So I think it ended like 270-something to 70-something? It was, a, it, was, it was 262 to 78. Yeah. Yeah, that's... I don't know uh, how you want to break this down. Do we want to talk about... Well, let's, let's the, talk about the, what the objective I objective first. The, yeah, let, let's talk the objective first, because... So, capture the VIP I put into my list knowing that I had two ships that could go speed four and two ships that could go speed three. Um, and it scores 50 points for just having this objective on your ship at the end of the match. So I figured I could grab it and just have that ship run away, score an easy 50 points, and that would be it. <laughs> but the way that I kind of deployed my fleet was not in a way that the scariest ships were protecting so like well i think I had, you, you also had the um the assault frigate which is a pretty sturdy ship alongside reinforced blast doors which i think that that was the ship you picked it up with yep but yeah i, I think a lot of the problem you had in this game came from the setup yeah, I, was, for sure. I was watching it earlier and you put the uh GR-75, then you went with your uh, deploying the YT-2400s. Right. And then right after that, you put the Assault Frigate. Yeah. Which, I mean, obviously, it's not too terrible because a lot of my shit has already deployed. But then after that, you deploy your two MC-30s on the other side of the board, which I think wasn't a very good choice. Well, it was like... The the assault frigate was on the farthest left side or right side of my ability to deploy, basically going left. And the idea was to go from my left side of the board to the right side of the board, grabbing the the VIP on the way and leaving alive. Right. Mm-hmm. Use re- reinforced blast doors to survive. Ideally, go 
into red range and you know use Akbar to take long range shots and, and not die. You're right in identifying my problem, which was the MC30 is getting deployed basically midfield. I think deploying one of them midfield is fine, but one got deployed midfield yeah. and the other got deployed pretty far right. I, I think that they they actually should have been even further to the right of my side of the board than the assault frigate would have been because they were torpedo frigates. Mm-hmm. Um, they could screen the assault frigate, get in and start brawling while the ship that takes the VIP you know, gets into long range or completely out of range. And I don't have to... Basically, the MC-30s did not fight in that game, both of them. No, yeah. And I think that was and, something that you, you used to do really well with the um, the double pickle list, where you had a bunch of, yeah, I think you had three GR-75s, and you would ride them around like little guppies screening me, and I couldn't get into black range because you had the right. scattered GR-75s. I think that would have been really helpful for to do for this list. Yep. Uh, yep, I agree. It was a lack of positioning on the MC-30s that made it so essentially I was flying one GR-75, four YT-2400s, and an assault frigate versus a 400-point list. Yeah. Yeah, feels bad, man, for sure. sure. But Suicide Squad did what it needed to do. Two raiders just up the throat of the assault frigate, did massive damage, got out alive, uh, and then the squadrons weren't able to pick them off because uh, between Iden making evade tokens insane against squadrons to... Um, Double black on two ships, it was... Yeah, now that I've run Raiders a couple times, I think this is the way to do them. Yeah. Like, I don't think you're supposed to go speed two and try and kite around a ship and stay there for, like, a couple turns, because obviously that always kills it. But, like, having the ability to, to first last and at speed four, so you just wait until... Uh, the target ship is done activating. You're at speed two with a nav token, nav command, and then you just haul ass right in the front of their face, hit them once, you do three damage maybe, and then speed four out the back, and then you're fine. Critically, I think, with, with both raiders on the exact same turn, right? Yeah. Well, that was because... Like looking looking I, at like, this battle report... The fact that there were two raiders in the front of the MC, or not the MC, the assault frigate, mm -hmm. at the beginning of, I believe, turn three, yeah. the fact that both of them were there at the same time means you're, you know, really getting rid of brace tokens, punching through damage. If they had, if they had shot on alternating turns, you know, reinforced blast doors comes into play. The assault frigate gets another turn to fire. Mm -hmm. Like all of these other things start to happen that change the outcome of the battle. But it was because you were able to go, like you said, speed two to speed four on both of them, jam them both in the front arc, mostly, and do the deed all in one turn was like, whoa, yeah, lots of damage. Like Demo I think that was just because of like the kind of ship you to. ran, because like the assault frigate obviously only has two die out the front, but if that was like an MC-75, I, I don't think I would have done the same thing, because it has just much more intimidating front arc. That's fair, I, but jamming I think them I would have the like, same arc is beneficial, right? 
it is unless you know you can go with one raider and then the other one just dies so then you've done nothing i think if it was like an mc75 i would have just run, run one up there kept one at speed two maybe go down to speed one and then bring that other one in after the mc75 is activated yeah obviously not as effective but you just you don't want to throw away ships like that yeah i think the only ship that like so i got like one solid shot off turn two with the assault frigate to almost uh sniper the architons that you moved forward into long range yeah akbar coming in clean even though i mean if it wasn't obstructed it might have been a one-shot kill but yeah, um, it's, it's fucking very powerful. <laughs> I was like, all right, I'm at long range. And you're like, all right, that'll be uh, seven dice. Thank you. That'll be, um, yeah, eat a buttload of damage, which I think is actually the shot on the um, thumbnail of the video is the, the assault forget trying to take out the raider. And I think failing because I got no accuracy with two blue dice, mm-hmm. which was unlucky. I think, I mean, like if I had gotten an accuracy there, like raider die. But he had yeah, because re- the Raiders yeah. have no redirect, which is totally fucking awful. Yeah. So, um, so the Assault Frigate dies, I think, at the end of turn three. The VIP drops. I try to go in and get it with another ship. But the, the, the issues compound and all based off of deployment. But the MC-30 is now going across the map in the wrong direction, picking up the... VIP and bringing it closer to the rest of your fleet. Yeah. Which is, like, not where I want to be going, but I really didn't have much option. This is another game where you had first player due to bid, and it's sometimes very punishing to not have first player when you have black dice ships like I did. Yeah. Especially, like, if you have two black dice ships, and they're all, like, you invested a lot into each of them. And then just losing the bid is detrimental, I think. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it could have been okay if they were in the thick of it more and able to trade out stuff because, you know, I'm okay trading an MC-30 for a couple of raiders or a demo or, you know, sparring with the Architons and going, de- you know, even if both of them die, they take down a couple of ships. Because the whole point of that objective was that the assault frigate got away at the end with the VIP, which is a yeah. plus 50 point. And then I'm unlikely to lose the game, even if I don't trade perfectly in the brawl itself. Yeah. Uh, it just a, a couple of things with deployment, which is like, I think my biggest weakness right now uh, ended up making things difficult. Yeah. Cause like, if you, if you look at like turn three, like if, if the MC 30, that's like around the middle of the board. If that was on the left side of the board instead of where it is at turn three, I mean, that's that's a pretty juicy spot to, to kill some ships. Right. Right. They're all going that way, right? Mm-hmm. They're all going that way. And... Yeah. That's That was a tough game for the Rebels. Yeah. They got smashed. They got smashed. Anything else you have to say about this uh, battle report? Um, no, not really. Other than, like, I know in this variant of the Suicide Squad, I have Hand of Justice on the Architons. I think that upgrade card sucks. That's yeah. an, a total ass card. What does it do? 
I didn't even notice it. Exactly. Yeah. It's so when you up, uh, when you activate the hand of justice, you can exhaust it to um, uh, a friendly ship at distance one to five can recover uh, one defense token. Or when not recover, exhaust, but like unexhaust. Yeah. When you exhaust the card. Yeah, you exhaust hand of justice while it activates, and then a friendly ship at distance like one to five can unexhaust a defense token. Seems pretty good. But it's not. I it's think that not. it's not good in an MSU list. Maybe. And let me let me maybe explain why. In an MSU list, you have many targets being shot at. Potentially, right? Mm-hmm. It's less likely that the enemy is able to focus all of their shots on a single target. So when you have, let's say, an ISD as a main threat that's brawling with the enemy and getting shot at by three or four targets, mm-hmm. he gets shot a couple of times, you can more liberally use your defense tokens knowing Hand of Justice will unexhaust your brace and you get another use out of it this turn. Uh, and it, that matters more on a big ship like an ISD than it does on you know, a gladiator that is, you know... Gonna get shot once and... First lasting, again. right? Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's, I think, maybe more suited in a different type of list. Maybe that is true. Yeah, like, like especially like if the ISD has... Because I've been running a ISD Kuat with uh, fire control teams to, where it gives you the salvo. I think having like an extra salvo turn would be nice. Maybe cool maybe, maybe it's just the list that that I was running, but I think if I was going to run this again, I would switch that that out for Impetuous, the Raider title that lets it attack another squadron at the end of the its activation. Yeah, Impetuous is good. Impetuous is pretty fucking good. But yeah, capture the VIP. I mean, pretty straightforward game. Deployment yeah. is very important. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know about those MC30s with like this kind of Akbar list, especially if you're not going to get first. Uh, it's just Akbar MC30s that are torpedo frigates doesn't make a ton of sense unless you're able to get into close range. Which I, I mean, really what what could you cut from that list to like have a stronger bid for first? Because you had you were at three eighty nine, right? Yeah, I don't think three eighty nine is a bad bid for first. Yeah, and I don't think that not having first was critical to this list's success. Mm-hmm. I think deploying in a manner that allows the MC-30s to keep things away from the Assault Frigate was my mistake. Yeah. Maybe this list will see the light of day another time. Maybe not. But I do yeah. like the fact that I'm getting, like between these last two games, practicing with MC-30s, which I am historically not good at flying. So yeah. learning how to do that and learning how not to do that has been helpful. Mm-hmm. I tend to be better with large base ships that have uh, a lot of ability to absorb damage and dish out big damage and, you know, like you said, double MC-80s or Star Starhawks or Liberties, stuff like that has been, like, more of my jam in the past. Mm-hmm. The biggest, tankiest brawliest thing possible and trying new stuff is tricky yeah it's tricky it's, I, I think those mc30s are are really difficult 
to fly. Yeah. I mean, they can be super punishing. Yeah, like if we'll see if I learn to fly them yeah. <laughs> eventually. Maybe just like Are you... maybe just like one MC30 and then like another Corvette and a GR75 for activation. Yeah, maybe. All right, you want to move on to the next segment? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do some card review. Let's do some card review. Okay. So we're doing card review of defensive retrofits today. Yeah, and, and we're not doing like uh, the last time because... Last episode we did weapons teams, but only the all-stars. This one we're doing all of them, because there's not that many, honestly. Yeah. And there are some that are just such trash that there's not much to talk about. It's... Well, I can all tell right. you one that's not trash. The first one. Electronic countermeasures is... The big boy. Probably the point-for-point point best um, defensive retrofit from the moment it was entered into the game until now for a couple of reasons. Um, Arguably the best card in the game. It can be a difference between losing a ship and not. Yeah, and ECM is, while defending, you may exhaust this card to spend a defense token that was that your opponent targeted with an accuracy result. So it guarantees you to have that critical brace or redirect or you know what whatever token it is that you really really need that your opponent has identified you really really need it and mm-hmm. they're trying to take it away from you you can say once per turn you can say no i will i will spend that brace anyway which so you know state we're talking like you know you take eight damage coming from an isd and turning that into four is life and death for a ship like an mc30 or a raider. Mm-hmm. Although it's probably still death for a raider because they don't have a brace token. But yes, yes, it's still a death for a raider thing. Well, raiders have brace; they just don't have redirect. Oh, true, true, true. Okay, so it gets its brace and it lives exactly. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, putting ECM on a raider is like not, not smart. smart. No. Typically, this defensive retrofit, and actually, typically, most defensive retrofits are going on large ships. Then this kind of follows the general rule with upgrade cards of. The card has a fixed value and does a fixed thing. So the larger, more expensive ship you put an upgrade card on, the more bang for the buck you're getting. Yeah, and I, th- I think there's also something that Electronic Countermeasures does well, or like even better if it's on specific ships, like an ISD. Because the ISDs uh, that have defensive retrofits, they'll have uh, Brace and two redirects which I think is uh, significantly better than just having like one, 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 and one, or just having a brace and redirect. That double redirect effectively means that if they target your brace with one single accuracy, like if they don't have more than one, uh, then it's like they have no accuracies. Because they have to target the brace. They're not going to target one of your redirects because you have two of them. So right. it just means, oh, I'll, I'll just defend as normal, brace redirect your shot gets fucking mitigated. It's actually mathematically better if you don't, if you only have that one shot going on the ship that turn to re-roll your accuracies away if you only have one or two of them. Yeah. You actually would need like three of them for it to then become valuable to, to have any because 
two means you target the brace, you target one redirect, he ECMs the brace, and he uses the other redirect, so you, your two accuracies could have been damaged. Exactly. Now, like if, if they're going to be able to use the brace going anyway. in on that ship, yeah, when there's multiple shots going on that ship, it's different. Like the the the, the math changes mentally on like whether or not you're going to keep the accuracies or not. But if you have rerolls with the ship having ECM, sometimes you don't want your accuracies anymore because of situations like that. Yeah, I don't think I've played with anyone though, like that have rolled accuracies, and then like saw that I had ECMs and was like, no wait, I'll reroll those. Maybe it's always they, they roll their stuff. They say, I'm targeting this, this, and this. And I'm like, all right, ECM will do everything normally. Yeah. Thank you. And then, Although, and then that, you know what's really disgusting is uh, ECM combined with Krista Agate Commander. It's like, actually, I get to spend two of my defense tokens, even if you accuracy both of them. Yes, Krista Agate is rough to play against, especially if she has so, ECM. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And also, I like running the um, the well-known Jerk Gazanti with Minister Tua and ECM. Yeah. Because, you know, accuracy to scatter, tap ECM, and then scatter anyway. You really get, uh, you put suppressor on it, slicer tools, and you get it right up in the face of a large ship, and you say, hey, come fight me. You're going to need some help. You need extra arcs. You need at least, like, three strong so arcs. Three, what does it take to kill it? Four damage shots in one turn with an yeah. accuracy on every single one of them to mm -hmm. kill that ship. Yeah, pretty rough. Or I guess without an accuracy because, you know, you can spend the scatter, spend the scatter, spend the scatter, but then eventually you die. Right? Yeah, so, so you need at it's, least it's, three arcs on, on the ECM Gazanti. Yeah, disgusting. Disgusting. One of the best I, I, cards. It's so good. It, yeah, and, and you wrote some interesting notes here, like a CR90 does not care about ECM, even assuming that it was points justified to do so, because CR90s have tokens that are duplicated and also designed to just keep them away from big shots. So like double evades, or um, for MC30s, double redirects, like liberties with double brace. Th this is basically part of ECM being built into the cost value of the ship card, saying, yeah. hey, I've got a second one, so one accuracy is not going to put me out of commission. Mm -hmm. So doubling down with ECM on a ship like that is not always like helpful. Yeah, like ships that have a low point cost, I would say, aren't worth ECM, unless you're doing something special like that uh, Gazanti I was talking about. And also, I was I was playing with someone who ran a Sloan list with a Quasar. I think that's a really good contender for Minister Tua and ECM. The Quasar? Yeah, because it only has Brace Redirect and no other defense tokens. It really and a lot needs of times, to be able to spend them. It really needs to be able to spend them. Because you shoot a Quasar only twice in a game. You'll shoot it twice. After the second shot, it's dead no matter what. It just doesn't survive any kind of damage. Yep. So being able to put uh, an ECM, I mean, maybe you get one more turn out of it. But one more turn for the Quasar, especially if you've got a large uh, squadron ball, I mean, it's a supremely punishing tactic to use a Quasar like that. 
Yeah. And I think ECM let's, is is really good for for that kind of tactic. Let's talk about maybe some strategic thoughts on when to use ECM and maybe also sometimes when you wouldn't want to bring ECM. Like one of the things is if you're getting double arced, which shot should you use ECM for? Thinking in most cases you're going to want to use it on your brace token if mm -hmm. you have a brace token. I'm getting double arced by an MC30, right? He has he's going to shoot a blue and two black and then he's going to shoot two blue and three black after that. If possible, like save your ECM for the scarier shot because your brace will reduce more damage if you do it that way. Yeah, but I mean, thinking beforehand of saving it is pretty difficult because like you said it is what uh, a blue and two black so, like, there's a chance they'll miss on that accuracy. Generally, you want to save it for the larger shot. But, I mean, if, if they've got uh, external racks on it and they turn that blue and two black into four black and a blue with an accuracy, and they ordinance experts into eight damage, you're going to be using ECM on that hit. Uh, exactly. Yeah, but... nobody, nobody wants to take that to the face. Yeah, there's the alternative of like getting double arced by a gladiator, right? And only one side, one shot has the chance of an accuracy, right? So you're definitely using your ECM on the first shot in that case if they go with their front arc first. Yeah. And then I would say there are some situations where ECM becomes the worst card of, well, not the worst, but a much less effective card which is against MSU and squadrons. ECM yeah, ECM is dog shit best, against squadrons. Yeah, ECM is best against taking shots from big, scary ships. If your opponent has ISDs, VSDs, Gladiators, MC-30s, Liberties, uh, you know, Starhawks, you know, the bigger the ship, the more the, dice the in the The big dice ships pool. and the, the, the torpedo frigates are the ones you really need to use ECM on. Anyone bringing H9s, you want to use ECM to counter the H9s. So yeah. that's what it's best at. What it's worst at, though, is the Riken Aces Squadron Ball, the Corvette Spam, MSUs. You know, if you're taking five shots in a single round, ECM doesn't help you that much anymore. No. And it's, it's hard to identify, like, when to save it like yep. in in the in the in the kind of msu battle like like when when are you going to use it you've got like eight different arcs eight different attack pools like i would just use it like when you can and and kind of hope that they miss on dices not much you yep. can do about it and then that seven cost starts looking really expensive yeah, on a dead ship that took six shots in a single turn. Yeah. Also against squadrons, it's almost entirely useless. Most I would squadron say shots are entirely useless. Yeah. A, you know, most squadron shots are a single damage. Um, yeah, you'll you'll yeah. have a single damage with like two accuracies, and then it's like, all right, I'm not going to use ECM on this. Right. Yeah. Now I think I think the most die a uh, squadron can roll at a a regular ship is. Like the the decimators, and that's only three blue, right? 
Right. I think, yeah, or the B-Wings, which black and blue can do three damage as well. So that's probably the most you'll ever take from a squadron. And then what are you doing? You're, you're going to spend your brace to reduce one damage? No, probably not. But yeah. you might have to to save your ship, right? Or you might, you know, maybe a B-Wing with hit crit plus an accuracy and you want to really redirect it, but they lock down your only redirect. Like, okay, but aren't you more scared of like a ship? It depends, but it, it becomes much less impactful when a, when an MSU swarm Corvette or bomber list comes at you. Yeah. Don't fly it against your friends if they love spamming aces. <laughs> Basically. So what do we have next? On to the next one. Advanced projectors. Okay. Advanced projectors, when you resolve the redirect token effect, you can choose more than one hull zone to suffer damage, which may include a non-adjacent hull zone. When the game first came out, this was my favorite defense card. Um, I'm starting to really like it now, too. I'm I'm putting this on Architons, and it's like, it's so good. On an MC-80 or an MC-30, you know, with double redirects, so you don't really care about ECMs, like we talked about earlier, Mm -hmm. the ability to put damage on the opposite side of the ship from where you're getting shot at, and multiple zones means that the zone that's taking the fire can stay healthy for a longer period of time, your redirect can redirect more damage for each spend of the token, and your ship overall health increases. Basically, every point of shield effectively becomes a point of health across all four hull zones, because if you have advanced projectors, most likely all of those shields will be gone before you die. Problem with advanced projectors is XI-7s got buffed, and directly countered it and prevented it from even working at all which is getting basically nerfed soon. it into non-existence yeah yeah so even though it was cheaper than ecm it was basically worthless yeah you run into one guy with xi7s and it just completely cancels advanced projectors but i think the change for advanced projectors and xi7s is pretty cool yeah it's gonna be nice once the new faq comes out i will put this back on my MC-80s and be a happy camper once again. That's, that's basically everything I have to say about advanced projectors. I've been liking advanced projectors, like I was saying, on the Architons, because a small ship like that, having a health increase, like, a, I mean, even if you can only use one or two other hull zones, like, that's four points of damage that you can mitigate. I think it's really good for, for small little Architons. And it's not overly expensive for something like that. Of the viable defense upgrades, it's the cheapest. Yeah, I'm vibing with the uh, advanced projectors on those Architons. Because, I mean, they've got that defensive retrofit slot ready to be used. And and I think it's better than something like uh, reinforced blast doors for them. They can use it more effectively, I think. Reinforced blast doors is best on ships with more hull points. Yeah. You only have five on an Architon, so what are the chances that you'll get maximum value before you die? Pretty much none. Yeah. Speaking of viable defensive retrofits, let's talk about ones that are not viable. Cluster bombs. After a squadron. 
It pains me to read this card. <laughs> it's so awful. Because when it was announced, I was so excited for a defense retrofit that would help kit you out specifically to deal with squadrons. And then you got halfway down the card where it says discard this card, and you're like, oh. After a squadron performs an attack against you, even if you are destroyed, like, okay, that's fine. You may discard this card to roll four blue dice. That squadron suffers a damage for each hit or crit icon rolled. So four dice, hit or crit is 66%, right? Mm -hmm. So four times 0.66 means you're going to do on average 2.64 damage to that squadron. You can't even kill a TIE fighter. You kill nothing doing this. Even though the idea of cluster bombs provokes an image in your mind of an area of explosion, a large explosion over a large area, you would expect this to be, you know, after a squadron performs an attack against you, even if you are destroyed, you know, you can roll four blue dice to, you know, all Each squadron at distance, at distance one, distance you know. One, right? That like, would be amazing. That would be so cool. That would be so cool because your ship is like, you know, it could even be if a squadron performs an attack that destroys your ship, do this, right? It's like your ship explodes and does like damage to all the squadrons around you. But no, it's yeah. one squadron, <laughs> one time the whole game, you get mm -hmm. to roll four blue dice at it for five points. Five points. And the opportunity cost of not being able to take any of these other insane defense upgrades. Like, you kill nothing doing this. Nobody brings this card. If you're thinking about putting this card on your ship, please reconsider. I would rather not take it and have a five-point bid. <laughs> exactly. Like, like, not having five points in my list is better than having cluster bombs. Yep. Like, if someone, if someone gave me a 395-point list with cluster bombs in it, I would immediately take cluster bombs out and be like, all right, this list is now better. Every list is better for not having this card in it. Yeah, I mean, even in my wildest dreams of, like, a fleet of, like, I don't know, like, can raiders take defense upgrades? Nope. MC-30s can. But okay. But they like... don't have, I don't think they have any option for double flak, so they're not, like, what are they going to do? Like, four, like, MC-30s with all with cluster bombs, and then, like, someone comes against you with like a bunch of squadrons and you don't kill any of them with your the problem bomb. the problem with that whole imagery is okay yeah. one squadron gets hit by the cluster bombs it takes two damage right all right for the next ship we'll just attack it with a different squadron boom right you just all just, all of the cluster bombs are fucked just don't right. attack with the this, damaged ship now this card could have been you may exhaust this card and it would be still borderline, good or not. Yeah, I think exhaust is pretty, like, I mean, maybe. Even if I could I, use it. I mean, it if it was once a turn. If I could use it once okay. a turn, like, that, that might be okay. That might be okay. Right. It just, I, what I'm really hoping card, is that what? this is one of the cards that's changed in the FAQ with their new, like, mechanic for tapping and untapping cards at a cost. So oh, this could be yeah, like yeah. a spend a concentrate fire token to untap it or spend a squadron token to untap it. And then you're giving ships that aren't pushing squadrons a reason to have squadron um, tokens, kind of like Raid does. Yeah. Uh, something to let you use it more than one time 
The discard because is just, it's awful. It's unnecessarily awful. This is like a laughably bad card. And if you put it in your list, you should feel bad. <laughs> uh, you should feel bad. Yeah. Like, if you want to rip squadrons with ships, you just fly raiders with Callus and Aiden and Impetuous. Like, you don't do this. Yeah. If you really hate squadrons, raider, Callus, Impetuous. Yeah, or... And then you tear through squadrons. Yeah. Or, like, um, an MC-80 with the one with two blue flag and put leading shots on it so you can, like, if you get a shitty roll, you can reroll one and always get a hit, or I don't know. But it's not this. Whatever it is, it's not this. It's not this. It's... it's you know what so is great sad. against squadrons, though, and is a defensive upgrade, is early oh, yes. freaking warning system, which didn't come till wave seven, but bless your souls, you finally found a way for a player who didn't want to bring ships or didn't want to bring squadrons and wanted to be able to not worry about them as much early warning system comes in it's a long text but basically it says at the start of the ship phase you pick a hull zone and you put a little target a little token on it that they made and for the whole round anything that attacks that hull zone is obstructed so minus one dice right against mm -hmm. big ships this card is not that good because you're you know taking an isd from eight dice down to seven like yes that's a that's a negative, but it's not that impactful compared to like ECM, which cuts their damage in half typically. Yeah. But against one, two, or three dice attacks, it is disgusting how good this is. You know, a whole fleet of Y wings can do zero damage in the early warning system arc. And on an ISD, that arc is huge. On an MC80, that arc is huge. You know, you just put it on whatever arc is most important, most likely to be attacked, closest to the enemy, largest. You know, whatever. And every turn you get to re reposition that. It every forces... reason that you don't want to take electronic countermeasures, you take early warning system for. They're opposites. The they way. are complete opposites. It's the yin and yang of defensive retrofits. Yeah. Everything that early warning systems does, ECMs doesn't do. It's so fun to put this on a ship and go against someone with a bunch of squadrons or, or an MSU list or corvettes and just be like yeah all of your b-wings only roll one dice Ooh. all of your y-wings actually just do nothing right it's just like it feels you good, can just man. see the color drain from their face when you tell them that you have early warning system in your list mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it's mm -hmm. like okay there you go yeah i think early warning system is better um systematically for rebels than uh, empire because the distance between uh, hull zones is shorter on an ISD. Like, I know the front hull zone, is ve it takes up a large amount of real estate on the, uh, on the ship card. Yeah. But the distance you have to travel when your squadron goes to the side hull zone of an MC-80 is insane. Yep. Like, you're at the side, like, you have to go, like, distance three. To do damage and now. It, it actually activates other squadrons like Ketsu, which reduces the speed of enemy squadrons near her. Oh my god. So you throw Ketsu in there, and now they can't even move fast. <laughs> or yeah. you, th you throw, you know, uh, just a couple of X-Wings against, like, like it just it, picture this scenario, right? Let's say your MC-80 
gets swarmed by squadrons and you um didn't put your early warning system in the right spot and now they're all on your your opposite side that you thought it would be on right they're all attacking and they get off few attacks off but you know, you redirect some damage. And... But the opposite side is normally the, the side of the MC-80 that they haven't been pointing to the enemy. So it's got full hear shields. Me out, hear me out. Hear me, hear me out. They all jump on the opposite side from where you put early warning system, the far side, right? Mm -hmm. And you're like, fuck, I'm taking a bunch of damage here. They, once they activate, it's next turn, right? Immediately after a squadron attacks you, it's now next turn. I guess if they're activated by a ship, but, but, but still. Next turn, you just put it there. Yeah. You activate your ship, and then you move your squadrons on top of them. Now they're trapped there. You flack, and then you move away. <laughs> it's like it's it's literally it's awful. So and good. If they're if so they're trying good. to jump on you because they think they have some kind of opportunity because your early warning system isn't on the right side, maybe they're out of range to be activated now. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, like they, they can't move and attack. In the um, home one MC80 example specifically. You're definitely putting early warning system on your flank, your side arc that is pointing at the enemy squadrons. Mm -hmm. Because if they were to travel, first of all, they're going to want to avoid your blue arc, your blue dice range, because that's double blue dice. If they want to go from there to the opposite side of your ship, they literally would have to be a tie interceptor or defender. Yeah. To make it that far. And if they're not able to go that fast, like, what are they going to do? Run up to the side where they can't do any damage? Unlikely. Yeah, it's hard trashing squadrons. On, on specific large base ships, this card is a legend. True legend. It's, it's very, very good. And uh, certain niche scenarios for this one. Early warning system. Then your opponent gets a crit. You can't attack obstructed targets. Oh my gosh, that's nasty, actually. It's, it's literally hateful. Putting then this on just, a list with Dodonna as rebels, right? You get and, to pick and then your, just fishing your for that. Yeah, that's exactly. disgusting. Yeah. Someone make us a list that's uh, Dodonna early warning system with uh, MC80s or two MC80s with. Let's say two MC80s with early warning system and the uh, ECMs because they've got double defensive retrofit on on one variant, right? Yeah, uh, there's, there's some MC80s that can take the twins, ECM and early warning system. Uh, feels good, man. Nothing kill me. Thank you. Love this card. Don't play with it enough, honestly. It's it's really cool. It I don't I don't like playing it, honestly. Like compared to ECM, it feels so good to like tap ECM and then mitigate like six damage. But the amount of damage early warning system can reduce, like if you're going up against squadrons, is incredible. You can just uh, be like, oh, this turn I'm just not taking 12 damage from squadrons. Thank you. Yeah. All right. On to the next one. On to the next one. This card, I still feel like... Someone a... hated this card when they were making I, I, it. I just feel like it's a bit of a noob trap. Someone just did not like... And this card and and said oh i'm just gonna destroy it before it even gets out the gate i say it's a bit of a noob trap as someone who played it when i first started playing armada and thought it was wow 
That's so awesome. Even if I start taking damage like turn three, it's three shields for free. Or if I start taking damage turn two, it's four shields for free throughout the game, right? Yeah. Like it, on paper, it reads like a really cool card that stacks really good with, you know, doing engineering commands and like, oh, you know, I'll build an MC80 with this and um, advanced projectors and I'll stack a bunch of engineering commands or I'll put redemption on a on something or, you know, I'll build a whole like I can't be killed list. Right. Yeah. And this is going to give me four extra shields throughout the game. And it's like, oh, yes, that could happen to you. But what could also happen to you is because you're not able to spend your single brace token on your MC80, it dies in one turn and you actually never recover a single shield with it. Or it yeah. dies in two turns and you've recovered, congratulations, one shield for eight points. That's, that's the darkest part. But you know what's worse than that? Hmm. Modification. Why is it a modification? Why is it a modification? Also, why is it eight points? <laughs> yeah, no, let's not talk about the eight points. Let's say it's two points. Still not taking it for two points because it's a modification. You think I'm going to take a two-point redundant shields over spinal armament? Don't talk to me if you're that kind of person. Well, I guess you would take enhanced on an MC80, right? Yeah, yeah. But those those are like the same kind of card. Yeah. Or like heavy ion emplacements. I mean, for the, the same yeah. cost. Are are these equal cards? Heavy ion emplacements and. Well, the only time you'd be taking this is if you didn't care to take any current modification, obviously, because they all are better than it. And you... all modification cards are better than this. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Regardless but, of point cost. But I don't even see the word modification at the top, and I still don't take this card. I st even if I would cheat the rules and say, "Well, I'm still gonna br I'm gonna bring two modifications," like, you know, screw you, FFG. You know, I sharpie this this word off the card. It's still at the beginning of each turn. Recover one shield for eight points is bad. Yeah, unplayably bad. And you can tell when we talk about reinforced blast doors, it's recover three damage at once for five points versus recover one shield per turn for eight points. It's not easy. It's not difficult to see. Like this, this card suffers from coming out too early in the game. This was like yeah. what a wave one or two card. In wave one and two, it was much better because the potential. Well, there wasn't much output. else to take. Well, but also there wasn't as much potential damage output in a single turn, right? Like, there was no um, boarding Troopers Avenger uh, that was going to charge in and at the top of a turn... Steal 11 damage, yeah. Exactly. So, you're, you know, back then you were dealing with just, like, ISD-2s. You were dealing with, um, you know, VIX, you know, demo, but, like... There weren't the cards that are out now that let you set up these like one two punches in a single turn and just like delete a ship off the board. Like, bam, it's gone. You know, it's like, yeah, this was like built for a world where you know you're slowly whittling down the opponent's ships and they're you know running out of their tokens and still trying to stay alive. And like, 
it was like a slower paced game back then when yeah. like redundant shields to me says okay you you don't want to get first so your opponent is going to have black dice ship and he's going to last first you and you're going to wish you were playing a different game this is another card that any list is better by just having eight less points in the bid yeah for sure because also like if you want to recover one shield get a flotilla with comps net there you go yep voila and now you, you have an activation for other things too yeah but also like, like if you want to recover one shield activate that ship first and it doesn't take damage it just shoots and leaves yeah <laughs> okay it's recovered one shield just by doing that basically how many shields would you have lost if it went second and got shot at more than one probably yeah like like having an eight point bid and just moving the ship out of the fucking way is better than taking redundant shields yeah which is sad i don't i don't feel like it should be that way i feel like they should like make a new redundant shields card like that seems cool it's another card that should be fixed in the faq like what if this card obviously wasn't a modification but instead of recover one shield you can move all your shields like no matter how many shields you have just adjust where your shields are based on how much damage you've taken like if you've got the the MC80, like what they got four shields on the side. If you can just move all those four shields onto the other side, that would be pretty. There's cool a title for the MC75 that lets you move your shields around when you deploy, but it's also not very good. The, the for redundant shields to be good, right, it would either need to have a significant change in its cost, not be a modification. And, I think, and also, when you activate is when you recover the shield, not at the, the beginning of the turn. Because when you activate, you can choose to activate that ship later, so it's actually taken some damage that you can then recover. It gives you one extra turn of potential to recover shields, but then on the, on the opposite end, like then it suddenly becomes worse in certain situations where they're going to shoot you first and you wish you could have recovered that shield even though you don't have first player. So yeah. it's... God, what if it just said you may recover two shields for the same everything? Would it be good then? No. <laughs> Look, it I, being a modification uh, yeah. means it is just worse than yeah. not taking it. And I know I was saying heavy ion emplacements earlier, but the, I'm at high capacity ion turbines. Yeah. It's enhanced armament, but for blue dice. Right. Um, is, is, there's no I, reason to take I, this card. I see a world where it's recovering two shields every turn, and you're stacking engineering commands, and you're making some sort of unkillable list that wants to win, like, um, capture the VIP or contested outpost or fire lanes or something, right? Like... I just still don't believe that recovering two shields is enough to keep you alive in the current meta in one turn. No. It's not enough. It's not enough. Yeah, you need to be able to prevent the damage before it impacts you, like ECM and early warning system. Right? You need to be able to prevent the damage, not recover it, because if you're are taking big hits from some of these ships out there, 
you mm -hmm. are dying from them. And this like, is eight points that did nothing. For people who like take commanders like Jerjerod, where you like suffer damage to do an effect. Yeah, that's cool. And then, I mean, but it's not, though. It's not good enough to where you would want to take this for eight points, miss your modification, just so you don't like miss all your shields. All right. It's like how many times are you jerjerotting a turn? If you're jerjerotting every single turn, you're bad at moving. Honestly, like you said earlier, a comms net on a flotilla is is just better than this. Even in every way. with the point discrepancy of obviously a comms net flotilla being like twenty or twenty two points, it's still better than this card for eight points. Yeah, because you get an activation. You get, like, if you don't need shields in the first couple turns, like most people don't, all right, I'll bank a nav token. I'll bank a and concentrate I'll, fire token. Yeah, Immediately net, a repair token, you know, like you're you're saving that to regenerate for later as opposed to being react. You're proactive versus reactive, right? Like this is just a reactive card that has no play from the user of the mm -hmm. game. Like you just have this passive effect just happens. So it's equally good for a player who starts at day one and a player who's been playing for 10 years. Like... It doesn't get better when you get better, you know. It's just it just is, and it is bad. So, moving on, I think. Yeah, that's terrible. All right. Uh, reinforced blast doors. So I had a bit of a oogly eyes when I saw this card come out because it's so cheap for a defensive retrofit, and mm -hmm. wow, three damage, gone, and that's so cool. It is right? so cool. It it's like is, it's thematic. Yep, it's thematic. I was gonna say it. It looks useful. Discarding three face down damage cards is pretty good, to be honest. For five points, three. If you think about plus three hull for five points, would you take that modification on, or not even a modification, but like an upgrade card on a ship? Yes. Yeah. Yes. No questions, right? But I'll put it on almost every ship. But that's but not what not reinforced that. blast doors is. Then that's the downside of reinforced blast doors, which is. The damage must be delivered to the ship, and then at the beginning of the ship phase, at the beginning of a turn, it has to be alive with three, three. I guess you could do it with two or one damage card, but you need some damage cards on your ship, and you need it to be alive at the beginning of a turn. So there's only really like four opportunities to use this card in the entire game. And the less maximum health that a ship has, the worst the worst this card is, right? Because if I have a four health ship, you know, what are the chances that I can time it so that I have one health remaining at the beginning of a turn and not actually just be dead? Most right? of the time, you're just going to be dead. Yeah. You know, if a player sees a ship with reinforced blast doors with one health left and the turn is getting close to the end, they are going to try everything in their power to find a way to kill it. Yeah, this this is great on an ISD, right? No. Yes, this is great on an ISD. No, it's not. Why? I would take ECM every single time. <sighs> okay, it's fine, just not but... good because it shares the slot with better cards. Okay, okay, this is great on a. And again, this is cheaper than ECM, so maybe you don't have the points in your in your list for ECM. I mean, some people might say make the points in your list for ECM, but I would say I... that. And MC80 has two defensive slots. I think the Starhawk does as well, one of them. Uh, 
the is that Super true? Star Destroyer definitely does, right? No, Super Star Destroyer has no defensive retrofits. Oh, well, get wrecked. Only Can you imagine like attacking a Super Star Destroyer with defensive retrofits? A Starhawk doesn't have defensive retrofits either. You got damn None? None? Both of them none? Both of them don't, no. No way. You fly, this is like okay, your favorite so ship. You don't know what fucking upgrade cards are on there? You know, I just put it into Ryan Kingston and whatever it tells me, that's what I do. <laughs> but, I mean, um, if the Starhawk did have defensive retrofit, would you put reinforced blast doors over ecm or ews okay no, so no so is the only ship in the game with two the mc80 yes. and what about the interdictor isn't there one that's like super defensive nope the interdictor that's super defensive the one with targeting scrambler yeah. that is not a defensive retrofit that's a, a no but does weapon. it have a defensive retrofit nope i mean uh, it empire can get doesn't one. really have much defensive stuff it so. can get one with minister tua yeah. And then you can put RBD on it, but it's like I would just put Brunson on there and just not take the damage. Okay, so so there's a couple of ships that this could go on. One, MC-80 that has two defensive retrofits. Or you can put ECM and this, or early warning system and this. I think it's good in lists that are MSU style or uh, squadron style better than against lists that have big damage because mm -hmm. this is another thing where if your ship gets sniped before it can use this, you feel double bad. You lost your ship and you didn't get to use your reinforced blast doors. This is also good on, I think MC-75 likes this because of his double contains. He's okay living in a world where he is taking hull damage as opposed to trying to keep everything on the shields, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, apart from that, like, maybe an Assault Frigate like I ran, but he didn't get to use it, and you see the downside of the card. I spent five points. If I hadn't had this card, I would have had first player. And then you Obviously, don't even have to deal with the problem of having damage. Right. Exactly. I would have just activated it first. The Raiders would not have gotten to shoot with their front arcs. I would have been behind them and out of, out of, out of harm's way. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to go as far as I would with some of the other defensive upgrades like cluster bombs and say that this is five points that is always better out of your list but in lists with ships with big health ships with multiple defensive retrofits um it can be really good if you can time it so that you get the full impact i would say this is one of the like middling cards of the defensive retrofit like if mm -hmm. redundant shields and cluster bomb are f tier this is like c plus yeah this is like c plus for sure like you've like, got to time this well you've got to decide if your ship has two health or two damage cards on it, like if that's the time to use reinforced blast doors. Yeah. So like sometimes you have to make that decision. So actually, you know, you're bringing up grading them. If this is a C or C plus, redundant shields is an F, cluster bombs is an F, advanced projectors I think is a B, ECM and early warning system are A's. I would say early warning system is an A and ECM is S. It's just—it's the best card. They're in the twins. Game. You said they're twins and opposite. They're twins, but I just don't like early warning system as much as ECM. So there you go. If you want to fucking grade them, you can grade them and put them both at S. I'm not gonna do that. Both at A. I don't have S. Yeah, uh, just I don't like it as much as ECM. Okay. ECM yeah. gives me that big hit that I like. Yeah. Early warning system is like, oh, they're running MSU. Like, take a di a dice off each one. Blah blah blah. No, I'm taking ten damage and making it five damage. Thank you. Yeah, always getting to spend your brace feels good. Mm -hmm. 
actually not getting a spender brace is what feels really bad and this prevents you from feeling really bad yeah you, you just whenever i'm playing this game i'm always thinking how can i make myself feel not bad and make the opponent feel much bad and then that's how you win games yep so that's our card review um of the defensive retrofits in the game currently Hopefully there's more. It's like the driest uh, upgrade slot, right? Yeah, it's pretty dry. There's not much here. Six. I think there's, there's a fear up. from FFG of making one that's accidentally too good and then ships don't die anymore. Yeah, because when ships don't die, that doesn't really feel fun. But I would rather ships be more survivable than have like, like a harpoon missile situation where ships just die fucking immediately once, once someone opens fire. Yeah, that's fair. I think it's like at a good spot right now with survivability. It's like some of your ships will survive, but like if you're playing a game, one of your ships is going to die. I will say general survivability is in a good place. There are like three or four wombo combos that could be toned down. Well, what are the what are the wombo combos in the game? What are, what are the fucking Avenger? That I don't I don't think that's as good anymore. I mean, it's still fucking powerful. Triple tap demo. That just should never have been in the game. That's way too good. Isn't it still currently in the game? Yeah, I'm saying it should never be in the game. Yeah. It shouldn't have ever been yeah. put in the game, is yeah. what I'm saying. Look, yeah, demo like if, if I was making demo, you have to sacrifice an attack to do an attack after you move. Right. You can't attack, move, and then... Attack again. Attack again. That's not fair. Really? Yeah. For like how, like any card that breaks the fundamental rules of the game is way in, too incredibly good. It, like it has to be changed. Avenger does the same thing. It breaks the rules of the game. It says you can't spend your defense tokens when the rules say you can spend them. Without right. having any accuracies. Like if Avenger yeah. was like, okay, one accuracy counts for two. That's I mean, different. Avenger was kind of a nobody until boarding troopers came around and gave him his wildest dreams. And they even made it so that the timing worked out as the, that was the only ship activation. Yeah, needed, why did so they it do it like first. that? Boarding yeah. troopers shouldn't, you shouldn't be able to discard a single squadron token and flip four defense tokens. Okay, I'm going to say something here. Boarding troopers should have been only on flotillas. Put them only on the damn flotillas. Like, make it separate from the threat. Let them board the ship, right? You, you send your jerk Gazanti in there and it dumps the board, boarding troopers or, or make it like a squadron upgrade card or something that you stick on your Lambda shuttle or... Dude, I don't know, but like the fact that like in one activation, Avenger can take a completely full health ship like even an MC-80. Just right? slap it right off the board. If Just Avenger one big slap. is in front of an MC-80 that's not been touched and he boarding troopers it, flip all the defense tokens. Hilariously, uh, Starhawks can get enough defense tokens for this not to happen to them. Um, flip all the defense tokens and then just do 12 damage. Off slap of it right off the fucking board. Dude. Dead. It's dead. It just dies. It's just like... Pow! gone now luckily i think avenger is an exhaust now so it's just one shot it didn't but, used to be so it was two shots that you just couldn't do anything about right which took it from 
literally killing anything and everyone shot. flying. Yeah, basically everyone flying like 370 point board and trooper avenger lists just to get first so that they could delete any ship off the board immediately yeah. to kills most things that get in its front arc if it has first player just it has to do it in one shot so it's a little bit harder but i think like an isd2 like can get pretty like i, I don't know i think the kuat is the one with the most damage potential output in a single shot am i right the isd1 isd1 yeah Okay, because so... because the Kuat only has two squadron, you want four squadrons so you can flip every single token. That's how you do maximum. So damage. an ISD one has three blacks, two blues, three reds. Obviously, you're concentrating fire for another black, right? So mm -hmm. you can easily do twelve damage out of the front arc and delete a one hundred and plus point MC eighty command cruiser off the board. Yeah, in one shot, and like that's the types of stuff that like should it should not be a thing in my no. opinion well the boarding troopers it shouldn't read discard a squadron dial or token and be able to to flip four squadron like if i have a token a squadron token and discard it for boarding troopers that should be one defense token it shouldn't be four who came up with that it could be when you reveal a command you may discard a squadron dial or token and choose one enemy ship at close range choose and spend a number of its defense tokens up to the number of squadrons you would activate yeah 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 that's right? what it should read then honestly. the token is only worth one and if your freaking isd is squadron commanding when it's in close range it's losing at least the black die to make up for it oh, oh yeah, i know it still sounds extremely good, but it's basically taking it from the most horrendously powerful ship in the entire game to, like, an S-tier damage output ship. Yeah. Part of me thinks that, like, I should fly something with... Like, a... this is mostly an Imperial card. Because the only ships no, in no, the Rebel this is, fleet... This is an Avenger card. Well, but... So, the Raider, Quasar, Vic-1, Imp-1, nope. Imp-2... You would never take them on any but of But they them. can all take them. They can. It's just... I don't know. It's not good. The only ships in the Rebel fleet that can take them are the Hammerhead, the Assault Frigate, and the Starhawk. Yes. And of those, I think the only viable one is the Assault Frigate. Because it can get not the Hammerhead command. Well, it only pushes oh. one fucking squadron. <laughs> that fucking sucks. Yeah, one squadron on, I think, both Hammerhead variants. Yep, confirmed. So it's useless for that. Uh, Assault Frigate B has three. Assault Frigate A has two. So you could do it on an Assault Frigate B. You could also do it on a St Starhawk 2 has three. Starhawk 1 has three. So, like, there's no Rebel ship that can do all four, right? But like without the Avenger title, putting it on any of those other ships is like not good. Well, here's what I'm thinking. Here's what I'm thinking. Follow me along with this. It's only three points. But the slots are expensive. The slots are the slots are valuable, but if I'm looking at a freaking God, is that the gunnery team slot? Yes. That's what yeah. I'm saying. But like you don't need gunnery teams on your Starhawk. 
it's got two good arcs, you know, yeah. and it's only three points, and you're not getting an offensive retrofit. I don't know if we've covered offensive retrofits before, but they're bad for the most part. A lot of them are bad, yeah. So you could put this on a Starhawk, and yes, you're not doing the thing where you can't spend the defense tokens, but you are flipping four before you shoot. And then if you shoot them and you burn a bunch, that ship is effectively gone, right? Like, something else is going to kill it. It's just a matter of time. So, yeah, it's not the Wombo Combo, but it's pretty good. It's pretty yeah, good. I guess. All right, you want to move on to uh, some news? Because we kind of just had a whole spiel on Borden Troopers that probably should be for another episode. <laughs> I feel like I, I stoked the hornet's nest on that one. Yeah, there's some Wombo triggers in the game right now for me, and I'm hoping for the fact to fix some stuff, but we'll see. Yeah. So, uh, news. We're talking about squadrons. We're talking about Clone Wars squadrons. I'm hype for this, dude. We'll, I'm going to kind of rant about these, these uh, Republic ones for a bit. but Go for it. Uh, so we have the V-19 Torrent Squadron. Three movement, five hull. Again, squadrons are red and two blues. And against ships, a black. It has escort, which everyone I think is familiar with, but it's squadrons you're engaged with cannot attack squadrons that lack escort unless performing counter. And swarm while attacking a squadron engaged with another squadron, you may reroll one die. So these are kind of like slow tie fighters with more health, but also have the escort title from an X-wing. So it's, they kind it's of like do a, a little bit mixy matchy. It's like a blend of a tie fighter and an X-wing. Yeah. The health and defensive abilities of the X-Wing um, with with swarm rerolls, but they're not Yeah, they're yeah, it's a, it's a it's an interesting ship for sure. Um, what I will say about it is it's fairly cheap. It's got a lot of hull and swarm with a red and two blues seems pretty good because you're almost always gonna re-roll that the red. red. Yeah. Right? You're Almost always. And if you're not wanting to reroll the red, you're happy because you're rerolling the blue that, you know, like, it's just you're always happy to swarm this ship, I think. Like, mm -hmm. you're going to want to fly, like, four of these, five of these. Like, you're just loving life. They're protecting your Delta 7s. They're smashing squadrons and staying alive for a long time well i like the fact that it has escort and swarm i think it's one of the only ships that that has that if that's i'm not true. mistaken that's like, true. which which works off itself like if you're escorting a, a squadron you're probably also going to get your swarm off right because it's engaged yeah. with another ship then they want to they're designing it to want to be flown with the aether sprites as like yeah. a, or I guess with any other squadron effectively, but without supporting other squadrons, right? Keeping them safe. And also encouraging you to fly a bunch of squadrons, not just a couple. Love this. The worst part about it is the speed. It should, if it was four, it would be amazing. Yeah. Uh, the other one is the Delta 7 Aether Sprite Squadron, which is four speed. Another reason for the V19 to be four speed, by the way. Four hull. Against squadrons, three blues and a black, and against ships, a blue. Yep. It has Adept 1, which is a new affix that says, while attacking, you may reroll one die. It has Counter 2 and Dodge 1. 
Dodge one is while you are defending against the squadron during the spend defense token step, you may choose one die to be re-rolled. So interestingly, adept one and dodge one are like inverses of each other. Yeah. Adept one. Basically, anytime this ship sh or this squadron shoots, and anytime that a squadron shoots at you, you get the benefit of a dice re-roll in your favor. Yeah. This seems really strong. Really strong. 17 points seems about the right amount for this, but like just one of these seems really annoying. Like, for sure, really especially annoying. the dodge one, like on squadrons. Because crits don't count, and most crits squadrons are rolling blue dice against each other yeah. most of the time. You so have it... only like three, <laughs> three blue dice is like, I think the most standard typical amount of dice to get thrown squadron to squadron in fire. Mm-hmm. They roll three, we assume one of each. You tell them to re-roll the hit. You got a 66% chance now of no damage at all. <laughs> it's yeah. really good. But also, Adept 1 is not like Dodge 1. Dodge 1 only works against squadrons, but Adept 1, you can re-roll that against ships. Yeah, I suppose, but you're also rolling a blue against ships. I mean, it's a re-roll. Yeah, Native re-roll is good. pretty good. I think, I mean, like, I'm just seeing it on that black die when they attack at squadrons. I see this as more of a, a like, in a squadron killer than a ship fighter in any mm -hmm. way. Like, if this thing is shooting at ships, it's because your opponent didn't bring squadrons or you already won the squadron war, in which case you're probably winning the game. Yeah, for sure. This is like a an anti-squadron interceptor, kind mm -hmm. of like an, an annoying, like, Sienna Ree. But instead of being obstructed, it's just reroll. It's kind of like well, a lesser yeah. version of that. I mean, some of the Jedi pilots with the like defense tokens. Those are going to be obnoxious as fuck. With like potentially higher levels of dodge and adept are going to be disgusting. Like you're gonna you're gonna have some Jedi with like brace scatter. They roll three uh, hits on you. You reroll and a dodge one. Two. And a dodge two. You reroll two of them. That's going to be nasty. Yeah. But also, I think the only other squadron in the game that has three blues and a black for anti-squadron is Darth Vader. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, other, other squadrons either have another black or four blue. Or I think that the Falcon has red, blue, blue, black. Yeah, I'm saying this is the only other one that has three, three blues blue and a black. black. Yeah. I like the idea of dodge more than I like the idea of having squadrons with defense tokens. Like, yes, imagine if dodge as in a fix existed the whole time and squadrons never had braces and scatters, and they just had various <sighs> levels of dodge and adept. Like, I would just less... rather that. What, what, a, be what a better, better way. <laughs> what a better game that would be. Where you're not just like, actually, do no damage to me. Actually, do no, no damage to me again. Actually, do no damage to me. Right? Like, now you're it's, saying... It stops, like, the just annoyingness of, like, all right, I need to get the accuracy to do any damage. He's just going to scatter. At least you can... Like, just re-roll one or two, it's like... Uh. Yeah. I say that now, but in December when we're when I'm flying these against you, you can tell me if I'm wrong, because dodge is passive and happens every single time you're shot at forever. That is true. So that it could end up being even more annoying. Yeah. But it's different than just like, oh, you didn't get accuracies? Scatter. I mean, imagine dodge Maybe two against these vulture droids that we have coming up, where they only shoot two dice against a ship. Like, the the DFS 311 has one 
red and one black against a squadron and you have dodge two. Imagine. <laughs> like they're never going to kill it. They're just never going to kill it. Please stop. You're right. It, it being on every single attack is pretty obscene. And I'm pretty sure we'll only see this on Delta 7s and Ada 2s. I don't think this will be on any other ships. Yeah, this is like a Jedi FX basically, right? Yeah, because they're supposed to be super sleek and, and fast and annoying. And they always are. So tell us about these uh, separatist squadrons. Oh, yeah. So the Vulture, it's got a new ability, AI, anti-squadron. Uh, this normal Vulture has AI anti-squadron 1. While attacking a squadron, if you're activated by a squadron command, you may add one die to your attack pool of a color that is already in your attack pool. And it's got Swarm. Anti-squadron is a blue and a black. And then anti-ship is one red for eight points. So, same cost as a TIE Fighter, I believe. Yep. But effectively worse in most ways, unless you're pushing squadrons. Well, what's the TIE Fighter speed? Better. TIE Fighter speed is four. Health is three, is three. So they're the same. Rolls TIE three Fighter blues. has three blue and a blue on ships. Vulture has a blue and a black, which yeah. means it can roll blue, black, black, which is better than blue, blue, blue. So as long as the Vulture droid is being commanded, it's, it's slightly better than, better than a tie. Than a tie. Slightly and better, yeah. And when it's not, it's, it's worse. worse. In every way. Which is super cool mechanically because they're droids who need to be controlled by the central computer or they suck. Yes, that is true. It's cool. Cool thing. Need, I like, I, like running, feeling, if, if you're run, running squadrons, make sure you're, you're commanding your, your droid. I'm feeling the need yeah. to bring raid against the separatists. Yeah, I feel like Raid will have a, a lot more purpose in this Armada 1.5. I'm hoping. But I feel like uh, the Separatists will have a way to activate AI. Like they'll have, like one of the hard sell uh, fleet commands will be like, oh, activate AI for this round. You know? Oh, that'd like be interesting. That. You know? It, it's going to happen. Yeah, that'd be cool. But I mean, yeah, it's 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 cool ship. I mean, like if you roll your your two die, um, and you get, uh, hit hit, on your blue and your black, add another blue, maybe fish for that accuracy. It gives you a lot of decision. I would say that it's better than a tie fighter when it's activated. You know. Yep. And then we got a uh, DFS three eleven. He's got a similar profile, but a red and a black anti squadron. And uh, while you're defending, if the attack is obstructed, you may force the attacker to reroll one die of your choice. So it's dodge one if you're on a rock. Uh, Anti-squadron one, AI, intel, and swarm. And it's got brace scatter for 18 points. So they're going to continue the brace scatter nonsense into 1.5. They are. Um, which is fine, I suppose. This is this is Dengar, this is Janors, this is you know, an intel ship that's going to allow your fighters to attack enemy ships, uh, even though they're engaged, right? Like, Yeah. It kind of needs the scatter to be worth bringing. I'd say his ability's kind of dog shit. Well, you're like, unless the attack is obstructed, you may force the attack to reroll and dice. This is so bad. It's now, so first bad. of all, if the attack is obstructed, they're losing a die anyway, and then you're making them reroll a die in addition. So... I could see a scenario where this guy parks on an obstacle next to an enemy ship and all your 
vultures get to have a party and no one can kill this guy because he's obstructed and forcing them to reroll their dice that actually does a single damage. Yeah, and then but if it's they like, do Intel's get enough damage through, he scatters. Yeah, I guess. It's, it's doubling too... down on the defensive nature of this ship. You just have to put him in an obstacle. It's just too niche. And if you like compare him to like Janors, it's it's like he is one point less than Janors, and Janors has one of the most ridiculous abilities in the game. What? What are we talking about here? Unless they have like a way to make jamming beam good. You know, I don't know. Oh, you mean letting friendly squadrons spend your defense tokens? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Fucking Janors has one of the best abilities in the game, and and DF DFS three eleven is one point less than her. Seems weird. I feel like you're just gonna run him for the intel. You're not gonna try and and get his ability off. It's just not gonna happen. It's too niche. Like if you're working around trying to get his ability if, off, you're just not. In a good what position. if you bring one of those objectives that lets you move to move uh, obstacles on the board, so that you can always make sure that. He can sit in an obstacle every turn, even after the, as they're swarming a ship and following it around. I want you to hear me really, really closely. If you're bringing an objective specifically for DFS 311, <laughs> I don't want to play games with you. <laughs> I think if you're bringing, like, infested fields yeah. specifically for DFS yeah, Doom Station, you're a loser. Doom Station You'll always and lose your fields. games. You'll always lose your games every single game you lose them. Oh man, if you do it's that. such troll! I, it's such troll. It's this not, ship will be bad. The, this squadron will be the only thing alive at the end of the game. Good. With full health, unkillable. Other, the other opponent will will walk away with four hundred and fuck all points, and you'll have your DFS three eleven by living with the Exegorts. Good job, you did it. You made it work. I don't like cards that make me have to make them work. Even the Exegorts couldn't really hurt this thing, right? Because they what do they roll? Three blues against squadrons? Yeah. It's obstructed, so they lose one. Then you make them re-roll one. Unkillable. Oh my He's god. Unkillable. It's, it's unkillable against Exegorts. Yeah. Uh, that's why you bring infested fields. The Exegorts that do generally like a damage. But now it will do zero. I hate you. <laughs> uh, it, it's clearly like the worst intel. It's good is in it a worse way than because... Dengar? Yes. What are we talking about here? Worse than Dengar? Hmm. Dengar gives counter one to every friend, friendly squadron in distance one to two. Yeah. And increases I mean... it by one if they already have it. It's amazing. I mean, it's Anyways. kind of good in, in the way that it has scatter. Like, if it had Brace Brace, it would be laughably bad. Jan Orz wishes she had a scatter. No, dude. Jan Orz has her fucking crazy ability, and you just surround right. her with X-Wings, and exactly she's my this point. unkillable ball of hate. Exactly my point, though. Imagine if the X-Wings could use scatter. Get out of here. Don't talk to me about that. <laughs> All right, I think that's our show. Yeah. All right. Super excited, uh, and uh, yeah. Thanks for time. watching. If you made it this far, check out our YouTube channel, Brace for Impact. Check out our Instagram, Brace for Impact Armada. Don't forget to subscribe so you can get new episodes when they come out. Yep. And um, 
you know, smash that oh, like button. Oh, wait, we got to do, we got to do the, um, what are we flying next? What are we flying next, Steve? Well, I'm probably going to fly um, 12 Vulture-class droid starfighters with the FS-311. Uh, I'll bring Infested Fields and Doom Station. And uh, that's probably my plan. I think I'm going to Well, that's our show, guys.